This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. This is the Mark Madden Unfiltered Podcast from the Bet Rivers Network. Actually live. From the friendly confines of the Bet Rivers Casino Sportsbook on the north side, what side, north side? It's the Madden Money Bets Podcast, a.k.a. Mark Madden's Gambling Fever. Uh, joining me in just a bit because he has the fever will be Tim Benz. Uh, one thing we're going to look at today is NHL futures. Because let's be honest, the Steelers' season's over. They're donezo. Ain't going to make the playoffs. Ain't going to have a winning season. Let's look ahead. But part of my trepidation to bet on what I want to bet on for hockey is I don't like to bet on stuff that people vote for. Like Mario Lemieux was the obvious MVP in 1989, had a buck 99, 85 goals, 199 total points, finished way ahead of Gretzky in scoring, but they gave the MVP to Gretzky anyway. That inspired Mario to say on my show, I learned to judge myself by Stanley Cups and scoring titles because nobody votes on those. So the NHL MVP odds, I am not trusting. Uh, I'm also not trusting that Kenny Pickett playing could help the Steelers because had he played last night, I don't think he would have tackled Nick Chubb. But joining me now to talk gambling from Trib Sports, Joining me live at Rivers Casino Sportsbook, he is Tim Benz. Tim, what's your take on the uh, Brown-Steelers game? The over-under, that line was all over the place. It moved a few times for Steelers-Cleveland. I had 38, so that touchdown at the very end when the Steelers tried the lateral here, lateral there, lateral everywhere to try to fluke out a score as time expired, that didn't hurt me, and I had already lost. But it's my understanding it did hurt some betters. Yeah, there were some people, especially who waited uh, on the point spread to tease it up or tease it down. They got screwed on that. Uh, I got the over on the field goal kick by the Steelers when they decided to eschew going for the touchdown and took the points. God bless Tomlin for that. He's my favorite coach today. So I hit the over there when it went over 38.5. But I agree with you, Mark, as far as Kenny Pickett being viewed as a cure-all for the Steelers. He's not. Um, he might help the offense. He could, but then again, is he going to be able to help the offense to the point that they're going to beat four teams that are all currently undefeated after they play the Jets? That's wishful thinking. If you bring him in right now, he'll be looked upon as coming in to save the season. 
and I think that's unfair to him, and I don't think it's possible either. So I would not play Kenny Pickett, not start him anyway, till after the bye week. I think uh, that game against New Orleans at Acrisure following the bye week, if the Steelers are 2-6 and six or 3-5 and five by then, as I suspect they will be, I think that's the ideal time to, to play Pickett because any decision you make about him should be based on what's best for him, what will help in his development, because this season's shot, even if no one wants to admit it. One thing they've also done by structuring the quarterback situation in this manner is they've made it really, really hard to play at home. Like, home field advantage for the Steelers, that's counterintuitive at this point, so long as Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback. You know, they have made it so that their own environment is a hostile environment towards them, towards their offense. Not hostile, more a nervous environment. Sort of like, like that. Like you, it, 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 honestly, it's like when Liverpool are playing a crap team and haven't scored by halftime. They're not booing, but they're like very silently, what the frick? Or those game sevens that the Penguins often used to lose at home all the time. Remember that against lesser-seeded teams? I do. They'd get down and the power play would crap the bed twice and all of a sudden it's boo, boo. Mark, it might not be long before we get to Mason. Mason. I'm not so sure about that. But, again, I I stand by my feeling that no matter what happens, Kenny Pickett would not have his cost helped by playing that death stretch against Buffalo, Tampa, Miami, and Philadelphia. Wait till after the bye week. That's the best time. Now, Tim, you mentioned when Tom would kick the field goal and didn't go for the touchdown. Some people criticize that. I got no problem because you had to score twice. Right. What's the difference in what order and at what value? Get the points when you know you can get the points. Like, you can rattle off more time and maybe or maybe not get the touchdown, but then are you going to be able to get close enough for the field goal anyway? That's one. Two, this is a team that just screwed up an onside kick last week, and frankly, they were real close to screwing it up again if Pickens wasn't offsides. So I didn't have a problem with that. I I think different circumstances might change my mind, but oftentimes, Mark, unless you're really, really close to the goal line, if you're in the middle ground like that and the wind isn't as bad as it was when Boswell tried his first kick, take the points there, leave yourself some more time to manipulate the clock and try to take another crack at the end zone. Okay, I want to look at at my best NFL bets for the weekend coming up for Sunday specifically because they ain't playing on Saturday yet. Which surprises me. I think eventually we'll have NFL on Saturday, even when college is playing. I think they just feel like they own TV, and and rightly so. Uh, Here are the games I'm looking at. Buffalo is giving five at Miami. It's not my best bet. I would probably go with Buffalo. I'm not convinced Miami's for real, even though they played very well, whereas the Bills are an absolute juggernaut. And I feel like Buffalo going to play like they have something to prove every week. Yes, if you are a believer in Buffalo, to the degree that everybody was saying they were a believer in Buffalo by the end of Monday Night Football, then go ahead and take the Bills, even though the Dolphins are playing well. Maybe you just take the over and root for the points, because I think they're there to be had, especially, Mark, because there are some secondary injuries for Buffalo, and that could mean some points and yards for Tua and that offense. I know the over 100 is high. What was it, 52, I believe, last time I saw it? So there are points to be had in that game, points to chase. Uh, I like going for the over there. And if you made me choose a side, I would take Buffalo covering because I think they can win by less than a touchdown still. Yeah, the over, I don't know, it's kind of shaky because I look at that Buffalo-Tennessee game, which wound up 41-7. 
Tennessee's better than that, but the Bills stopped the Titans so badly they quit. And, and they put in Malik Willis. They just they just tanked the last half of the game. And remember, they're a running team, too. Right. So you, you take them out of the running aspect. That's not how they score points when they're trying to pass, and you know they're going to pass. You think Tua to Tyreek is for real? Because that's a big part of this bet. You know, I think they are for real. I think they could be for real today when they're both 100% healthy, where they're both in, ris- in rhythm. I saw what they did against Baltimore. Baltimore's defense isn't awful. So I think they're real enough to move the ball and score some points. And I think the team overall is real enough to be the second-best team in the East and maybe vying for the top wild card with one of those teams from the West. I'm also looking at the Jets plus six at home against Cincinnati. Is Cincinnati really in trouble at 0-2, or are the Jets a bit better than anticipated? I don't think the Jets are a bit better than anticipated. I think the Browns just completely lost their minds. And Flacco throws a good deep ball. That's you know that's that's a dangerous combination if you're not a very smart team and Flacco's a smart quarterback and can still gun it down the Wait field. Wait a minute. Don't the Steelers play the Jets this week and Flacco? <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is a concern that the Steelers could lose to the Jets. Uh, you know, there have been better Steeler teams that have lost to worse teams than this Jets team. Although, is Zach Wilson coming back? Have we heard? Isn't this the one week he's eligible to come back? Yeah, I would think that Flacco's probably going to play against Pittsburgh. I'd leave him in. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and Zach Wilson hasn't played in so long. You know, I, I, I don't think he's even practiced yet, has he? No, if I'm the Jets, I keep Flacco in. You can wait one more. You've waited this long to start that guy's development clock. You can wait one more week. Yeah, so who would you go with there? I, I, I think Cincinnati is in trouble. I think their Super Bowl hangover is maximized, and they ain't getting no breaks either, which can be contagious. But, again, I don't trust the Jets. I would probably – not bet on the game at all, but it's interesting, and if I had to bet, I probably would go with Cincinnati given six. I don't think the Bengals are 0-2 bad. I think they're still a playoff team. I think they're still a wild card team. I think their offensive line is 0-17 bad, but I still think they can overcome that and cover less than a touchdown against the Bengals. And they need to be desperate here, too, because if they're 0-3, it doesn't matter if they're really 0-3 bad, they're still 0-3. And they're chasing a very dense AFC where that wild card picture is going to get muddled. Now here's That's my, just the division. Now, here's my pick of the week. And keep in mind, I have, I'm 1-2 and two on my picks of the week so far. I had the under in Steelers and uh, in bronze this week. Oh, wait, or did I? Well, no, wait, wait. I went 38 and a half over. I picked that on my show. I'm actually one and one on my on my picks the week because I had the under in Steelers in New England. So I'm on a hot streak, Tim. One in a row. I am. You've got the fever. You're hot, hot, hot. I have got the fever. And uh, this week I like Tampa Bay plus one at home against Green Bay. That's my best bet. Aaron Rodgers during his weekly session of psychoanalysis with Pat McAfee. Yes. He seems like he's just ready to implode, not unlike Brady's marriage. <laughs> so so I just think that Green Bay is going to hit a wall at some point, and I think this might be it. Speaking of bad marriages, how are things going with the Celtics coach right now? Even though technically that's not a marriage, is it? He's with Nia Long, right? Yes. The actress? Yes. Well, I don't know if he is right now. But What, what, what movies was she in? Was she in she Boiler in, Room, I want to say? Uh, she was no, the secretary in Boiler Room? She was in Boys in the Hood when she was younger. Like that, like going back that far. Really? Yeah, that was, I think, the first thing that she was in of note. What role did she play? I don't remember who, what her name was. Yeah, that's, boy, I don't, re- doesn't surprise me. 
but uh, she's an excellent actress, and that was a launching pad for a lot of star turns. But, uh, but yeah, I just, I mean, do you think Green Bay's in trouble? I think Rodgers so distrusts all his new weapons that he's kind of jumping up his own backside and making it worse for himself. I don't think they're in trouble as far as can they still qualify for the playoffs, but if they were looking to improve in the necessary areas where they had to improve to get out of the NFC or even win a home playoff game, I don't think they've done that. I just I think the gap is closed between them and like for instance the Lions and Vikings and Bears in the north but not to the point that they're going to lose out in the division. I think the Vikings are going to win the division. You do, uh, you like Kirk Cousins, I know that. Well, I'd like him to win MVP so I win. I was disappointed by them last Monday night. Like I you know, if they're not that close to the Eagles, then I don't know if they're that close to the Packers. Yeah, he did not have a good night for the sake of my bet, nor did Miles Garrett have a good evening last night for the sake of my Defensive Player of the Year bet. Uh, they kept him relatively quiet, yeah, didn't they? That's a, that's another amazing thing about that game last night is that Garrett didn't wreck it. You know, it wasn't because of Garrett. They that, only had one sack total. He had none. He needed Chooks the core for to jump on him like he did that one guy who got hurt. Yeah, but then when you say Chooks had a good game, he took that penalty that stopped that drive at the start of the first half that could have made a difference in the game. You can yeah, but all 20 two guys on both sides of the ball. Oh, Deontay Johnson with that drop. Chase Claypool with the, <laughs> the... How about that? Chase Claypool... Now We talked about how that, that touchdown screwed some people. He was over his yardage tr- total and then lost six yards. <laughs> so it came back into the hit the under. Well, as, as the character Dreamer Tatum, loosely based on Jack Tatum, uh, in the book Semi-Tough, not the movie, but the book. The book was exponentially better than the movie. As he said to Billy Clyde Puckett, who was played by Burt Reynolds yes. in the movie. In fact, Carl Weathers played Dreamer Tatum in the movie. Uh, Dreamer Tatum says in the book, Puck, if there's one thing I've learned in all my years of football, it's what could have happened did. So That's you been can, a credo of yours for a long time. Yeah, so you can look at, at the stuff like the Deontay Johnson drop and the, and the gunner muff against New England and uh, Sutton not getting the interception, dropping that ball, but... Uh, but the result's the result, and uh, if you want to say one moment could have changed it, well, then keep in mind, had Cincinnati's long snapper not been injured, the Steelers would be 0-3 as we speak. That's a definitely could have happened on the other side, and I think about that too, Mark, when I think about the Bengals and the analysis we just did for them as well. Is there any uh, bets you want to pile on to my uh, bet of the week, to my Tampa Bay plus one? Which, Tim, I actually have bet. I just bet it right now. I like Jaguars, Chargers, over 47. I think there are points in that game. I think there are two decent quarterbacks. I think there are two defenses that have struggles and issues. And I think there are skilled position players that can exploit those problems on the two defenses. Yeah, I feel like Jacksonville's coming on, and that's a bad division. I feel like a bad division has already come back to them. Here's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping Jacksonville has a good season and Fulham Football Club in, in England has a good season. And then Tony Khan, who is in the family that owns both of those, just folds his wrestling company, AEW, <laughs> and pays attention to football and soccer. Do you think it's distracting him? I think he wakes up distracted. Uh, Tim, by the way, here's my betting slip. For, All right. As you noticed, uh, don't say the amount on the podcast, but you'll notice that it's my, exponential. It's yeah, gigantic. Yeah, my 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 bet of the week is not exactly a. I don't have that much faith in it, but I I did bet on it. Just confirm. You saw. I, the slip. I did see it. Yes. Uh, Do you know what my bet of every day is? Aaron Judge over a base and a half. It's that, only like minus one thirty nine on a on a nightly basis to get a base and a half. 
are there odds too on like the sixty first home run? How many he winds up with? Can you bet He's on stuff like that? He's at plus one nineteen, on a, you can bet on him to homer daily. Yeah, but like on Bet Rivers, is there a is oh, there a day, futures the, bet on how many he winds up with? I haven't seen that on the app. If you go here to the machines, I think you can find stuff like that more easily. Yeah, Bet Rivers offers some crazy bets. Although they won't let me bet on Trubisky throwing a pick six, which he never has. But I figure it's you know TikTok. Is it Trubisky or Trubinsky, like OJ said today? OJ is on Kenny Pickett's side, Mark. Now we know it's for real. OJ has said it's time for Pickett, and Trubinsky doesn't inspire. And I heard if I heard if Pickett doesn't play, he intends to murder Trubisky. <laughs> uh, now, now. Uh, I, I, I want to talk about uh, the NHL because camp opened up here, uh, and obviously hockey is a, a big part of my uh, viewing and gambling pleasure. So we're going to talk about it here on the Madden Money Bets podcast. Uh, here are the futures bets I'm looking at for like, and again, well, let's go right to the trophy bets. I'm not going to bet on mvp norris vesna because people vote on those in a way i feel foolish now for having been on kirk cousins to win nfl <laughs> I was MVP. Say, yeah because that one's voted on too because for one thing you know kirk cousins for two if he deserved it i don't think they'd give it to him do you and he's already got the predisposed belief that he's never going to perform well on a big time stage so unless he overperforms on the big time stage people are going to say he didn't perform on the big time stage i had somebody tell me his own i thought his chance to win mvp would be if he would uh win the division if you know have the same stats as last year but minnesota wins the division uh, a buddy of mine says that kirk cousins needs to have the same stats as last year but be a top 2 seed if they're top 2 records the nfc he might get it and make sure that those numbers in that seat is better than Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia because if the Eagles win, that's a guy that everybody is already lobbying for. Really? Because he was so bad in, in Washington. Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I'm thinking of – actually, no, I'm thinking of the late Dwayne Haskins. Oh, okay. I was getting confused there. I was trying to think of who, who that might be, or maybe I couldn't remember that he was in Washington first. Yeah. Well, hold on. Where was Jalen Hurts first? No, Jalen Hurts has always been in Philly. Well, this is a really well-informed podcast then. <laughs> I'm not sure who the hell plays for who. Or you could have been thinking of Kirk Cousins was in Washington. That's probably what it was. <laughs> it, it's a wonder I have any money left at all. <laughs> now, uh, so, but, but you can bet on the scoring title. Okay. Yes. McDavid is the favorite, believe it or not. Is that it? This got to be in minus money, right? No. No, it's plus it's money. Plus 125. Which actually, if you bet like a thousand bucks on it, probably the only way you don't win is if he gets hurt. That's what I was thinking, and I, I'm trying to think of anybody. Matthews? No, I mean who would? Well, number two is Drysital, his teammate at plus five fifty. Kucherov? Where is he? Is he third? I, I didn't bother to look because I think McDavid's definitely going to win it. I'm wondering about betting big on on plus one twenty five though. That is a good value for a guy who's won that trophy on numerous occasions. And like you're right, there's there's no there's no there's variable. No, there's no clear-cut second guy who you think can get in a race with him and beat him. And there's no reason why he shouldn't win that again this year based on the construction of the team and anything besides injury. Really. I thought about Austin Matthews, but he's more a goal scorer. Yeah, you, you need a guy that's going to get lots of you assists. You could bet on him to get the Richard Trophy. He had, what, 60 last year? Somebody somebody bet, said he might have 70 this year. I wonder if you can get a prop bet in, and I couldn't find it at riversbet.com. Although uh, I imagine more and more hockey bets will go up, up as we get closer. But what do you think his ceiling is for scoring goals, Tim? His ceiling, I mean, 70 isn't out of the question. 
A lot of goals, though. In this day and age, Probably in this day and age, uh, you know, 60 is probably more likely. 60 yeah, 60 goals last year. He's a pure finisher. That's what I like about him. Like, he's one of those guys. I'm not comparing his style to bossy, but when he gets to puck in a certain spot, you just feel it's going to go in the net. And, it's, you know, that dynamic that you just talked about, about betting on whoever the points getter is, whoever's going to win the, uh, the Art Ross, in a strange way, it's – if you're a power on your power play, if you're more of an assist guy, you know that that helps because you're looking to set up the scores more, and you can get the secondary assist. If you're a guy who always is looking for the goal on the power play, then that doesn't necessarily benefit you. Well, you know when Crosby stopped being a good bet for the for the scoring title, when he seeded uh, the right half wall spot to Malkin on the Penguins power play. Because you have to play one of the half walls or the top if you want to get that that second assist. You know, the puck just moves, 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 goal, because it always comes through those spots. But when Crosby went down low, I would say he seeded probably 10 easy assists per year. Now, did you make any Penguins bets yet as far as their point totals go? I didn't bet point totals yet, but here's here, it's early days, don't forget. Yeah. Uh, but here are the futures. The Avs are the favorite to win the Stanley Cup at 450. Uh, that's a terrible value for a favorite, by the way. But I don't know if they have the stuff to repeat. Here's who I'm going to bet on. You won't believe it either. Not the Flyers, no. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs plus 900. Betting on Matt Murray. Uh, they have Samsonov too, don't they? Yeah, but I thought Matt Murray was supposed to be their guy. Yeah, maybe I won't bet then. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing, though. I think Tampa's finally going to you know, take a bit of a tumble, right? So I think Toronto could beat them in a playoff series finally. Could have done it last year. Right. And I think once they get past Tampa, if they ever do, and obviously the ideal situation would be if they don't have to play Tampa. You know, if somebody else beats them for them. And then they just go on a run. But I think that's a real good team. And don't they have to win sooner or later? That's yeah. a terrible reason to bet. But at plus 900, that's not bad. That's good value for a good team. And you're sort of running out of these hexed teams in other sports like you know the cubs and the red Sox. like they eventually won theirs the eagles won their super bowl these teams that at least spend and have means to win and haven't at some point the means and how you spend have to coalesce there's got to be a nexus there where it works out unless it doesn't uh, but i mean they're they're the and then team you have I'm the flyers at. you know what's funny too vegas is not great at handicapping hockey uh, the sports books. The you know I, I don't want to criticize the our benefactor, the Bet Rivers sports book. But let me tell you one one uh, futures bet where I think they got it wrong. Vegas is plus seventeen hundred to win the cup. Okay, which 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 isn't you know horribly long odds. I would bet on them to not make the playoffs. I'm going to get that bet in. They ruined their team. They used to be a team that had four second lines and great depth and you know really. Workmanlike but effective defense, and they went out and got all guys who thought they were stars. Got rid of the wrong goalie after Pittsburgh got rid of the wrong goalie to their benefit, and now their goalie they kept is out for the year with whatever. To make the playoffs right now for Vegas, you know what the odds are. You, yeah. you might want to hurry on this. It's plus two thirty-five if they don't make it. Really? Yeah. If it, they do, you have to spend three hundred five for them to make it. So they're minus three hundred five to be one of the top eight. And if they're not one of the top eight, you get 235. That's pretty good value. Yeah, it's great value. Yeah, I don't think they're going to make it. I mean, look, Tim, I'm not sure who their goalie is. And the funny thing is here, too, if you look at the point total, the over-under suggested point total for Vegas is 98.5. 
and that's usually like right on the bubble, isn't it? To get in, like you're if you're at 98, you're kind of around that third team in your division, seventh team, eighth team in the wild card hunt. So that doesn't really jibe for me that a team that's at minus 305 to make it is also at minus 112, the over-under line at 98.5. That's a, that's a real tight window there. Well, it looks like their starting goal is going to be Logan Thompson. Yeah. I'm not sure who that is. He's a, I believe he's a tight end for the Commanders. He's on my fantasy team. Yeah, he, he, played, uh, he played mostly in the AHL last year. Um, he played 19 games for the Golden Knights. And he played 26 games for the AHL team, the uh, Henderson Silver Knights, right down the road. Yeah. So, so I don't know how anybody could think they'll make the playoffs. And a lot of their guys are washed up. Like Mark Stone's kind of passed it. They got rid of Patchy already. Peter Angelo's kind of passed it. I mean, they're good. They're very – this will get the Penguin fans excited. They're Malkin-esque. They're still going to play really good against bad teams. And Phil might even show up for some games after he sets the record. Phil Kessel in Vegas – is the best thing to happen in hockey for years. I would pay him in chips. I would, like, if he scores in the first period, I'd <laughs> cop him at the buffet. Well, wasn't there a thing about athletes wanting to get paid in crypto for a little while? Could Phil be the first guy to get paid in chips? He, he might actually miss a game because he's at a table somewhere. I do not put that past him. There was another Penguin who will remain nameless because he's still there, who they admonished about going to the casino too much. And when he said in a, in a roundabout way, well, what about Phil? And they said, well, we know he won't listen. You know, because he just. will. Yeah, he just went all the time. So, uh, Tim, before we wrap it up, let's get back to Aaron Judge for a second because uh, I talked at length about that college kid from New York who caught the 60th home run ball and gave it back. Uh, it's a divided house. Some people think, well, that kid did the right thing. I think he's a schmuck who's obviously not a business major. He should have he, he got some figure from Aaron Judge, or he should have put on Oxford the highest bidder. I would have been the first guy out of the stadium. I would have put that ball in my pocket. It's authenticated. You can put it online and have it go and be sold. You don't need anybody there at the stadium to verify or authenticate it. I catch that ball, I'm gone. Now, if I'm the player, if I'm the batter that actually hits, I, I'm right along with that theory. I let whoever it is take it. I got the bat, I got the glove, I got the uniform. What do I need to sell a ball for? I'm Aaron Judge. I'm going to make a billion dollars. Well, now that said, that said, he could have bought it from the kid for butt white money, for money that meant nothing to him. The Yankees could have done it too. I heard somebody say that the Yankees should have given the kid uh, four season tickets for life. What about get rid of his student loans? That seems to be the hot thing to do. Uh, he won't pay those anyway. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but seriously, four season tickets, that getting back to the casino business, yes. that's a soft comp. Right, that's because it's in house. Right, a, you're not. There's, you're not. No money is leaving the till. And there's going to be a day where even the Yankees aren't very good, and they're going to want people to buy forty-seven dollar beers and twenty-five dollar hot dogs. Right. Oh, you're not giving the kid free free concession. No, no. So, but here's the other thing too. For those who do think that giving Judge the ball was the right thing to do, the right thing to do on Aaron Judge's part would have been to give the kid fifty k. You know, not not you know. Once the kid gives him the ball, Aaron Judge reaches into his heart, into his pocketbook, gives the kid like fifty k. And if it means that much to Aaron the Judge, the right thing to do. He could always resell the ball. You see, but here's the thing: we always want the fan to do the right thing, the athlete not so much. 
You know, the athlete, well, he's a star. He's on a pedestal. Because really, like, like the kid and his uh, three junior college teammates getting an audience with Aaron Judge, would, would, would those four have interacted with Aaron Judge in any other capacity besides that? No. So it's phony, right? It's fake. It's set up. Yes, it's staged. You know, I, I just... I, I, I'm fixating, though, on this season ticket for life thing. This strikes me as the exact job that George Costanza would have in the Steinbrenner era. That he, would, would, he would have found a way to make it into a travesty, yeah, this mi- offer. Mr. Papa Giorgio, can I give you these seats right here? Um, do you agree with me, I've said this on the show, that because Barry Bonds has the career and single-season home run records and he's tainted by suspected PED use, that because he has both those marks, that there is no Major League home run record. Roger Maris has the clean record. Aaron Judge will break the clean record. But even though they'll have the clean record, somebody else hit more home runs. So Bonds' isn't the record. Judge Maris, they're not the record either. Hank Aaron, clean career, isn't the record. There is no record until somebody clean tops Bonds' single season and career. And that's a big difference between baseball and how their numbers are kept versus other sports because those that are guardians of the game in the national media have always put asterisks, whether they were physical or not, on Look numbers. what they did to Roger Maris in 1961. Yeah, even though like there were differences in games and things like that for Maris and like. 14 games, 16 games, 17 games, um, you know, the forward pass era, you know, the uh, post-Mel Blunt pass interference era, you know, there's always these sort of floating, the three-point shot when it comes to basketball. Well, you know, you know what else baseball's already always been very good at is fouling its own nest. Baseball needed to just ignore the steroid controversy or, or just like, okay, they did what they did. They're not going to do it again. Let's there just are rules move on. now. Let's move instead, on. Instead, instead, the, the same guys who said what a great home run race McGuire and Sosa had were the protectors of the game. The same guys who put McGuire and Sosa in headlines when what was happening was evident. I was talking about it, writing columns about it, Tim, as it was happening. These guys are juiced up. How can you not see that? The same people who ignored that then became the guardians of the game and excoriated the same guys who they put in headlines and who saved the game after the World Series got canceled by the 1994 strike. Two things have soiled that history of baseball being aligned with numbers so much. The first thing is what you've talked about, is that in excoriating what happened, they've made the numbers irrelevant. Right. And the steroids themselves made the numbers irrelevant. That's one. And two, they keep inventing new numbers that matter. Exit velocity matters. War matters. XFIP matters. Like, I can't keep track. On-base percentage plus slugging. On-base percentage and slugging just recently replaced RBIs and batting average. And now there's OPS. And which ones really matter the most this year? You you get that many numbers, it's just like football. There's so many numbers in football, the real ones are forgettable. Real quick, Tim, who's the MVP, Otani or Judge? Judge. Got to be, right? He's going to win the... Doc Tuple crown, is that what they're calling yeah, He leads in everything. In he category. literally leads in everything. When he got to batting average, it became a, what do they call it, the deck tuple or Doc Tuple Th- crown? Then again, here's why I don't cut out Otani. Because of the crowd who says, he's doing something we've never seen before. And Tim, 1941. You know who led the league in everything, like Aaron Judge right now? Ted Williams. Hit 406. Uh... First, last time anybody hit 400, right? Went in home runs, was second in RBIs, first in war, first in OBP. We didn't know what war and OPP were then, but he led them. 
And guess who got MVP? DiMaggio. 56-game hitting streak. Why? He won the showbiz MVP. Otani could yet win the showbiz MVP. And that's another thing that baseball writers are great at, outsmarting themselves. They do it all the time. But but football, like, you could... You, football could have devalued the, the Super Bowls. The Patriots won under the cloud of their two cheating things, right? They chose not to, wisely, because it would hurt the game. Baseball just hurts itself all the time. Where do you think the Astros are in that context? Somewhere in between? They only won one World Series. I think people have mostly forgotten they ever won. And that's part of the problem with baseball, too, is that the World Series themselves get swallowed up I think in some of the numerology that goes along with the regular season. Everyone who cheated should have been on the Astros. You could trace, you know, some level of proof to should have been kicked out for a year. They could have done that. Yeah, but yeah. then but then they do devalue the fact that That's that, okay. That's okay. At least you're punishing. You know what I mean? Barry Bonds, you've eliminated the home run record and he still has all his millions, billions, whatever he ended up with. Might be Depends how Barry invested. It's probably half a billion anyway. And uh, he was a hitting coach for the Marlins. He might have still needed the money. <laughs> I, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but like I just uh, the way they devalued the home run record and and got no retribution out of it. Like Barry Bonds, like he didn't get in the Hall of Fame. Well, I always, I always, say I just this. don't think Barry Bonds cares that he's not in the Hall of Fame. I always say this about the guys who are actively kept out of the Hall of Fame, like Pete Rose. You know we all know how great Pete Rose was because we keep arguing about it. Well, we Pete, all know about the 1919 Black Sox. Pete does care, though, about being Oh, in, I know. No he could, yeah, but I'm saying he still lives on and is talked about and is more famous than his career might have been because he's been debated so much. They've made four Black Sox movies. You know, like Joe Jackson's legacy is now known better than it ever would have been because he was kept out. Hey, if I could fix something and benefit from it, I would. Put Chulis Joe in the Hall of Fame. That's Tim Benz. I'm Mark Madden. Thank you for listening to the Madden Money Bets podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Catch new episodes of Mark Madden Unfiltered every week. Available on the Bet Rivers Network, betrivers.com, and wherever you find your podcasts.